Hello and welcome to The Green Machine. We are live and we are sexy. I'm David, your host, as always, joined by Nick and Martin. And speaking of sex, we have a really, really sexy show for you here tonight. Uh, I'm not sure, <laughs> but don't worry, lads, you're safe there. Not yet, anyway. We'll see when we get a bit more popular. Let's have a look and see what we've got lined up for you. So, as always, we're brought to you by notogotogate.com. <laughs> don't get me started on it. Uh, we're going to start off with a bit of Boys in Green, which is basically anything Republic of Ireland related, news, ticket information. Martin Delaney's on with us tonight, so he's going to get us hooked up. <laughs> But a few teaser man for it. Um, basically, anything to do with the Irish team. Uh, we'll also be discussing pitch invasions. Are they the new plague of English football? Uh, a bit of social media watch. And this week, back in a day. So, bumper crop, as Richard Richardson would say. All right, let's just get into it. Our boys in green. Now, before we get into uh, a bit more about that, let's have another look at the revised fixtures. Um, for the Irish team coming up for the Nations League and other bits and pieces. So in June, on the 4th of June, away, we start a campaign against Armenia. Then we're at home to Ukraine. That's on the 8th. Then we play Scotland at home on the 11th. And then we play Ukraine on the 14th away in Poland. Of course, not in uh, the Ukraine, because that wouldn't be wise. Then in September, we play Scotland on the 24th, and that's away. And then Armenia on the 27th at home. And of course, we have that friendly before the World Cup. Uh, to be confirmed in November. Um, before we get into that, lads, some good news uh, for those of you, especially in Ireland. Uh, well, those Nations League games for the first time ever will be shown on RTE. They've got all rights, I think, all the way through to 2024. Um, so they get two campaigns under the belt. So there you go, lads. Uh, hopefully a bit better than the... Especially you, Martin. We, we, we've commented on this quite a lot, haven't we? The, the whole... 30 second build up down the back and someone shed or down the end of someone's garden and someone shed. Looks a bit like Eurosport from like 1995, isn't it? You know, 30 second build up and then all of a sudden they're, you know. Yeah, it's, just, it's Mickey Mouse production from Sky on, it's like second, secondary four basically. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the games. You know, I'm delighted there. You know, we want more and more people in Ireland to be able to see these games, kids to be able to see them around, have the Sky Sports package and things like that. So, look, I think it's that's really important. Um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to the games as well. As I said, um, just a bit of kind of ticket news on it. Um, you know, lots of applications have come in for the the games. The, the revised fixtures did mess up a lot of people, didn't they, David? Uh, yourself and my myself included. Yep. Um, Go to games. Um, yeah. Um, Bastards, don't use them. Sorry. <laughs> but you know, I think thinking. even you know, just just the, the, there is there is a lot of support out there for the team. You know, things have been going well. I think it's it's going to be a tough tough four games I think for Ireland you know at the end of this like the season's just finished now obviously in the Premier League um all right not a lot of our players were involved but you know it's, it's only a three two three week turnaround um before we get stuck into them fixtures a big camp I'd expect to see uh, you know the squad's going to be announced this week um quite a big squad I think will be announced originally and we, I'd expect a few pullouts as well but I think anyone who really wants to be part of the kind of Kenny football revolution that we're all jumping on um you know, I'm hoping they're going to be there. You know, right. and uh, you know, the fans are certainly going in big numbers. I think even to Poland, that's not a bad trip um, for that game. And um, Armenia as well. People are travelling, so it's great to see. Be before we continue, lads, we have a comment. Oh, oh, 
How are you lads? <laughs> Counting the days till we go. <laughs> they, were, they were done with that Umbro guff away to Jason with a great page on Twitter. It's football uh, in T80s. Great clips from back in the day. Thank you. Kieran, Kieran's weekly anti Umbro comments. Yeah. I love it. I love very it. much appreciate it. I better, I better, I better cover this. I better cover my, uh, my Umbro yeah. top there. Hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, really looking forward to those games, actually, uh, going over for the home games myself. Nick, are you going to any of the games or are you just going to, you know, stay home watching more tea now because they're free? <laughs> well, I'm actually at a wedding for the Armenia game. So C- Connor McGuire, if he's listening, it's all your fault that I'm missing. Connor's that, fault, it, yeah. Yeah, all Connor's fault. Not my fault. Um, I won't be going to Poland, unfortunately, work commitments and so on. But uh, yeah, the two home games, I'll be there. Uh, I'll be there, and I'm very much looking forward to. It. I love the summer fixtures. I love when when the games are on during the the brightness. Uh, there's something something lovely about that. Yeah. Something lovely about that Belgium game back in March when it was when it was bright. So I'm excited for that. Um, hoping not to get the shit kicked out of me when we play Scotland. Um, <laughs> and I'm hoping Putin doesn't doesn't nuke us when we play Ukraine. But apart from that, I'm excited for the football lads. There you go. Um, if you're excited about it, give us a shout. Um, as always, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, we want to hear your live comments. Get involved. Tell us how great we're doing. Whatever, whatever's on your mind, or if you have something to say about whatever our opinions. Uh, <laughs> actually, I tell you what, I, I we're going to touch on it uh, later on. Uh, back in the day, but I put speaking of opinions, I, I put a post up about um, an Ireland win on this day back in 1987, and Jesus, I got hammered over it. Do you know that? Yeah, I got absolutely hammered over it. Uh, I'll talk about it later on anyway. But uh, yeah, get your opinions in to us, guys. Um, Of course, if you're listening on the audio podcast, uh, which this will become, sorry, you're too late. It's happened. (laughs) Talk talk to us next week about it. Um, Right. Well, I suppose we'll have a little look and see how our very short list, actually, of Irish players how he got on over the weekend. Queefing Keller, an unused sub in Liverpool's failed title push. Sure <laughs> hey. uh, Shane. Sorry. I'm sorry. And we're in Manchester United. Sorry. Couldn't hear you I'm just bit. laughing about something else. Yeah. So Did you know, actually, Liverpool, um, when United won the travel, they only what, had 79 points, was it? Mm. Liverpool have 92 just putting it out there yeah. right, we'll try it again Queeving <clears throat> <laughs> Callow was an unused sub in Liverpool's glorious uh, title challenge which sadly was undone due to corruption <laughs> and, <laughs> um, Shane Duffy uh, was an unused sub as well he's got his injury problems Seamus Coleman an unused sub even though he's the greatest man ever according to Frank Lampard uh, Nathan Collins, 90 minutes and a 2 on the feet. Fortunately, they go down. Josh Cullen, 91 minutes in a 1-1 draw for Anderlecht. And Shane Long, 8 minutes and a 4 on the feet. There you go, lads. Uh, glowing. Yeah. <laughs> the lads really glowing over the weekend. Well, actually, no, to be fair, there was one one lad out of there glowing. And it wasn't Seamus Coleman. Sorry, Frank Lampard, if you're listening. Nathan Collins. Let's have a look at him, lads. 21 years of age. Joined... Uh, June 2021 for £12 million. And his last time, 10 games, he has played 90 minutes in every single one of them with two goals. This lad, Nick, is really onto something, isn't he? If you ever put in Nathan Collins into Twitter, you just read the, the comments about him. It's just glowing, isn't it? Everyone just loves this guy. Yeah. He's, a, he's a complete defender, isn't he? Complete defender is the word, Dave. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's, he's, he's good in the ground. 
he's about six foot five, isn't he? He's a big, big lump of a man, mm. but he's very, very athletic. Not the quickest, but you know, the athleticism that he shows is fantastic. I mean, that clearance against Spurs last week, the one where he just kind of nicks in at the at the back post, he's he's got it all really, and he's 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 a very mature defender. Like he he captain Stoke, didn't he, when he was there. So He's a player well beyond his years. Um, we spoke about him last week on the show at length. We've spoken about him a lot in the last few months. Uh, Burnley, I don't know the exact extent. I should have looked this up a little bit before we came on, but 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 they have a well, lot. Would have been that, handy. <clears throat> yeah, it would have been handy. Yeah, not like me not to do my homework, is it? But you know, they they have a loan that that was basically um, dependent on them staying up. So now that they've been relegated, they're they're going to come into serious financial issues if they don't sell. And if yeah. you look at Collins, if you look at the traction that he's gotten over the last month, I mean, he was nominated for Player of the Month, wasn't he? And I mean, he's got a couple of international caps. He's he's probably going to be a starter, I think, in the summer for us. I mean, before games, he's definitely going to start a couple of them. If they're going to sell players, I mean, you look at, say, is it Cornet, who who, who joined them and did very, very well? Uh, James Tar- Tarkowski, I think, is leaving on a free. But they will need to they will need to sell players. And Collins... You know, he's been linked with big clubs in the past, hasn't he? Like, he's been linked with United, um, Arsenal. Well, I don't, don't, yeah. don't know if they're a big club anymore, but uh, <laughs> linked with Arsenal. I I can see him going to, you know, kind of uh, somewhere like a Leeds or a Brighton or somewhere like that. And then maybe building on the form that he had. But I, I, I don't think Burnley can afford to keep him. And when they were going down, I kind of felt a little bit like Andrew Omo Bambadella. I kind of felt... Well, if they get relegated, another another season of championship football could be really, really good for him. But he, he's had a couple of seasons in the championship with Stoke. He's had his his um, his season in the Premier League with, with Burnley. Didn't play that many games, but he made an impact in every single one. So I think I think he's going to leave, and I think he's going to. I don't think he's going to go to a United or an Arsenal or, or anyone like that. But I think he will pick up a Premier League club. Or, or maybe go go further afield. Who knows? But but I, I think okay. he will be leaving them. Well, uh, do you feel the same way, Martin? Do you, do you think he's going to go? He's too good to play in the championship. Yeah, he's he's too good to play in the championship. I think he will go. I think like like Nick said. I think probably United, mm. Arsenal, perhaps too big. Maybe Arsenal. To be honest, um, Villa could be another one. Newcastle as well. You know, just they're going to be building a squad of really good, talented players, and you can see some United like coming in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the question. Um, four four two but, uh, over the top, lads. Yeah, I think though, you know, we're really blessed with centre backs at the moment, and and I think. Oh, are you? Some... Oh, that's no, no, no. I'm on about Ireland. <laughs> oh, um, right. I, I just think. Um, um, do you, you think know, he's the best? Do you think he's the best out of all the Martin? Out of all the young lads coming up, the young centre halves. Like you've you've he, seen him play for the twenty ones and, and and you've seen him play for the seniors. What what do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think he probably probably is the up and coming ones. I think Amabamadeli sadly had the injury problem. That was a shame for him. Um, and I think McGuinness as well. He, he he he's doing very well, but I think he's obviously playing at that level. And it's interesting, sadly, that Egan didn't you know get promoted club captain. It'd be very difficult for him to leave Sheffield United, but that's possibly a move. You know, but you've got to remember as well that like Shane Duffy, where's he going now? You know, what, what's he doing? Where, where's his next move going to be? Is he going to have to leave Brighton? Because, he, you know, he's, he's not got playing any problems, so hasn't yeah. he? Um, he has, yeah. And, and, and that's what I think is, is going to be really important for, um, you know, okay, he, he, he'll have a, you know, probably a rehab summer, to be honest. Um, but this guy is definitely hitting the ground running. He's going to play in these games, I think. And, and we'll see him perhaps cement his place now at the heart of Isla's defence, I think. Absolutely. Um, no, definitely in you know, Ireland, not United. Ireland are definitely, definitely uh, filthy rich uh, in terms of quality at the centre back. Um, did you? I, I touched on it earlier on about you know 
Seamus Coleman being the greatest yeah. person ever, according to Frank Lampard. Did, did you guys see the video, did you? Yeah. Yeah, That's, I did, yeah. If you haven't seen it, for, for you at, um, at home, better to watch it. This is proper. Um, it's nice. Don't get me wrong. And it's lovely to see, but uh, take a look or take a listen if you're listening to it on the podcast. On a scale of yes, how much did uh, Seamus Coleman fucking hate that? And uh, <laughs> was that unique on your stags over the weekend? Was it to uh, <laughs> to the stag? Was it after? Yeah, the, this is kind of three a.m. You know, after after a few sherbets. All right, yeah. Ah, look, I mean, we, we it's 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 no revelation, is it? I mean, he's he's one of the most highly spoken people in in football. Seamus Coleman, isn't he? And and I mean, there's that clip a couple of days later with the with his two kids. And Frank Lampard comes up and he's like, "Oh, your 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 daddy's one of the the best people I've ever met." So it's no it's no kind of um, it's no surprise. But w- when I hear this stuff and when I see this stuff, I look at it with a bit of regret because if you look at someone with the esteem of Frank Lampard, you know, one one league titles with Chelsea, one of the best midfielders that the Premier League's ever seen, and you know the fact that he's held, holding him in such high regard, having been around, you know. Um, you know, such incredible players, such incredible managers, such incredible football people. It just shows that that if he hadn't had his injury issue, Seamus would have gone to the very, very, very top, I think. I think so too. I, he would have even ended up being United uh, when they were decent. Someone I said I said the very, very top, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon, no, Martin? I absolutely love Seamus Coleman. This is, you know, I, I don't have really a big problem with this. This is only telling us something that we all know. Um, he's so highly respected in the game. You know, when the big six or whatever they tried to do that Super League and stuff, you know, he was one of the leading captains of those teams who got together to kind of, you know, get the the, the, the club players viewpoint out um, to the kind of public, to the to the, the, the paying public, the people who are, you know, the bread and butter of football. Um, and, you know, I just think the esteem he's held in. I mean, look, let's be honest, Frank Lampard's going to know a lot of scumbags who came through Chelsea, didn't he? Um, he's going to know a lot of them. Um, well, he is, though, isn't he? Like, he, he, you got to just remember, like, I think, you know, if I was to show, like, my son a, a proper footballer, a proper pro, is Seamus Coleman. You know, just how he conducts himself as an Ireland player, how he is around the camp. I've been lucky enough to see him in the team hotel, how he engages with players, uh, parents and stuff. He is just the embodiment of... He, he's never lost that natural Irish thing, I think, just the welcome that he has. He's just so grounded. Um, you know, I, I think he's absolutely amazing. I mean, like, he's just inspirational for me. And I, I think it's just, the, the, it's brilliant to see the footballing world kind of well, wake, wake up to it. He's always been a talented footballer, you know, but he, I think he's just kind of innocent, Seamus, that he didn't, never wanted to go. He just felt so blessed in a way. 65 grand, just nothing. Yeah. I and made a career in the Premier League, like, and, and just fell in love with that club, basically. And, you know, you know, it, it, you know I know you're, yeah, I think it's called, is it? No, 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 I just think it's just incredible loyalty and, and appreciation what what he he wanted to do. He was happy with his career. He's an Ireland captain now, and 
Yeah, he no, should Yeah, could he have pushed himself? I don't know. I, you know, but, I think he had a very good I, I, I think he did. I think he, I, I don't think, yeah. I even think it was about pushing himself. I think it was the timing of his injury because yeah. it was it was just before that leg break that, that apparently he was, you know, was it was almost a done deal that he was going to United in the January and then he yeah. broke the leg. Like, I, I think, him up, yeah, I, 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 I think had he not broken the leg, I, I think he would have gone to a top, top, top I, team. Yeah, I mean, we, we have said it in the past, we won't go into it too much, we've we got to move it on. But look, you know, I've always said that's my criticism of Irish players, isn't it? Bar, Roy Keane, you know, a lot of them just kind of get comfy, don't they? Get comfy, they settle down, like the area, like the club, they like me. You know, I'm not from here, but they've, you know, I, I don't want to move on, I just want to stay here. Where, you know, some of the foreign, so-called foreign players, you know, from abroad, I should say, um, from the continent and all that, you know, they they... They're happy to sort of go from one club to the next, one country to the next, because they want to play at the best level they possibly can. Um, but yeah, I, I'm probably more keen to agree with Nick there. I think it was his leg break. And they actually, yeah. when he was recovering from that, if I remember early on in this recovery, they actually like, put a contract in space, didn't they? And uh, I thought that was yeah. the cynical side of me uh, thought that's very clever. Well, he's, he's, he's contracted to get a coaching role, isn't he, when he retires? Yeah. So it looks like he'll he'll probably finish up there. He'll make a great coach. I, I've met yeah. Seamus as well. He's a lovely fella, and he is a leader. He's a proper leader. Like he, he he'll make an absolutely fantastic coach. Just gonna, sorry, Mark, you're gonna come don't, in. On that? Don't want to dwell too long on it, but I mean, the reason they stayed up is because he kept that 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 dressing room together and galvanized them. That's a massive factor in football. It is. A, I think they have the quality, though, is it? No, um, I know that, but I'm just saying that that's if if they had a real poisonous, like the, the whole Lampard, I think, nicked a bit of a living out of this, to be honest. The, the the history books will say he kept them up and stuff, and he did. But, you know, all that, I'd actually have more cringe about him dancing around on the roof afterwards and getting all Everton fans singing his name and stuff because, but he realized that you have to have the fans engaged with you and all backing you. And it, it wasn't going to turn it there. It was going to be poisonous atmosphere coming in there. And I think in the dressing room, the main leader for him was Seamus Coleman, without a doubt. Yeah, and that's what kept them up ultimately. Even not a fan. In, in short, in short, like Coleman was the character in a characterless dressing room. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Fair enough. Um, but I'll just say this for Everton: um, their, their fans were giving him dogs abuse. Just saying, and uh, that's a fact as well. Yeah, football-wise, yeah. If they'd have gone down, they'd be saying, "Oh, he's too old, and he's this." Just yeah. the fickleness of football. I, I think it's just uh, hilarious that Everton's greatest achievement this year is Liverpool not winning the league, and United's actually. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, anyway, let's have a look at some of the comments. Daryl O'Connor, <laughs> story lads, story Daryl. Great, thank you for joining us on uh, YouTube as always. Um. Here's an interesting one. Dennis Granell has a great question here. I'm going to read it out. Obviously, I'll put it on the screen for you guys watching at home, but I'll read it out for the podcast listeners further on down. Dennis Granell, gents, what's your opinion on myself and a few other fans pursuing the FAI for compo because of the fixture change for the Nations League? Apparently, they had a heads up about the date change, but didn't cascade this info to the fans before a lot of us booked and lost money on flights. I've mailed Jonathan Hill. And he's basically told me to F off politely, to which I've responded that his predecessor would have got at least a couple of million on compo. <laughs> Should they have the <laughs> more to look after the fans? Uh, Martin, you um, are the man to answer this one. Look, if you're, if you're trying to be reliant on the FAI giving you current up-to-date information, you know, we've, we've got to learn our lessons uh, nothing's changed there as far as... It goes a press pass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, no. 
Jesus, you didn't go on about it enough, did you? Um, <laughs> but, Hold on, where is it? Where, where, is, where's yeah. the lanyard? Yeah, where's magnet. the lanyard? Oh, that could be in the bedroom. Don't worry about that. That goes in the bedroom. Hold um, on. <laughs> Hold on. You oh, asked no. for it. Oh, no. Here we go. Hold on. So unprofessional. Properly. Anyway, there it is. So unprofessional. You can't even put it on. No, you don't get invited to Abbott's telly. town. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, you don't get invited to Abbott's town. You can't even put that on. Um, <laughs> now, um, and you do deserve it. Um, anyway. Oh, yes. Uh, just, yeah, look, just on this, yeah, like I said, just the communication out of Abbott's town is, is ridiculous on, on things like this. They would have been negotiating and, and working out and stuff, you know, we were getting told that, um, you know, where the game was and it hadn't been officially released and things like that. So, you know, that's just what we're dealing with at the moment. It, some things have not changed clearly. Um, whether it's worth pursuing the FBI who have got no money, I, I can't see it really being a waste of time, to be honest, because you're not going to get anything out of them. No. I think what I read into that comment as well, to be honest, is, is the new CEO's engagement with the fans is you know, quite blunt, to be honest, not like his predecessor. He he probably would have got five million, the predecessor, but we probably would have had to only declare two um, had come into the association, perhaps. But, um, you know, I think it's just, that's just the way it is at the moment. I think, look, I think the scenario of, of COVID matches and the situation with Ukraine wasn't going to be easy to resolve. Look, a lot of us even here have missed out and, and lost money on these flights and rearranged games and stuff. And, Look, the FAI aren't going to be able to compensate us. And it's an interesting one. I hadn't really thought of it myself um, because I just thought it was a bit of a futile exercise, to be honest. Yeah, um, I agree there. I Look, I mean, fo we're football fans. Well, well, you and I are, Martin. Nick just watched them in RTE. Um, <laughs> we are treated like absolute garbage. Um, I lost about 300 quid on go to gate.com <clears throat> just saying i know i know i don't talk about it very often but you know just thought i'd you know mention it this week and yeah it, it's pretty shit you i don't think you're going to get anywhere if i'm honest um I, i'd have to 100 percent agree there with martin dennis you, you're just not going to get anywhere uh with them so i hope no i've got no money though have they? Yeah. so uh, it, where are they compensating you from they're compensating you for nothing it, it's terrible yeah, I and mean, even it. scotland game it's like, why did you even move to Scotland game? Do you wait again? No, that's probably SFA. It, it, the other thing of that is it's not as if they've even got a sponsor who they can kind of go to and say, Oh, look, let's 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 accommodate the lads who missed out on this. And if you can prove you yeah. book and stuff, oh look, we'll sort something out for you. They can't, they haven't even got that organized at the moment. So that's what we'll Aaron. Um right, we'll, we'll move that one on there. Um Paul Cullerton, how's it going, Paul? Um, do you think any of the current under 21 squad will be called up to the senior squad this week? Nick? Nick? Yeah, <laughs> it's, I know like Joel, Joel Bagan is the only one I can think of. And the only reason for that is because we, we've no depth at left back, do we? But but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't actually have Bagan in there at all. Um, Ebisele, I know he didn't play for the 21s the last time round, but if, if he wants to play for us, there's this question marks around that, isn't there? He he might come in, he hasn't played the last few games. Um, I don't know, Connor Coventry was excellent for, for MK Dons, but... You know, I, I think Crawford wants to keep that 21 team together. Um, unless there's anyone doing exceptionally well out of that group at senior level, 
uh, senior club level. I don't think I don't think that they're going to come in. There there could be someone like you never know. Ebiselli, the fact he didn't play for the twenty ones the last time or, or wasn't the twenty one squad, Crawford might say, well, he wasn't involved, so let him be with the seniors. But he, he hasn't played enough games for Derby recently. Um, I I actually don't know. Lads. The only one I can see is is Coventry. Um, some people might think Gavin Kilkenny, but again, like he's only, I think he only played, I think he only played one game in the last month or so. Mike, so no Mike one Lava stands out to me. Michael Femi, he's going to be included. He was last included yeah. in the twenty ones, wasn't he? So he he's that Kenny's. I mean, well, what, well twelve goals well, this season. Yeah, well, he wasn't. He wasn't quite. Was he not? There was the whole thing that the, the, this whole miscommunication that he said he didn't want to be. Um, consider for the twenty ones. Look, Obafemi, Obafemi is going to be in there. I think, I think Kenny, um, kind of clarified it very, very well and very, very clearly in the in the last press conference before the the March fixtures, didn't he? And and Obafemi should be there. I think I, I can see it from his perspective. He was managing injuries. Um, he's got bad hamstrings like myself, and he, you know, he 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 needed that recovery time. I completely get that. I completely get that. And they were friendlies. These are competitive games. I think the Nations League locks you in, doesn't it? Uh, as competitive games uh, or, or yeah. into yeah. international caps, um, you have to have three now, don't you? As opposed to one, because Obafemi did play in the Nations League, didn't he? So, yeah, I, I, I think he's going to be in there. I think you know he's had a couple of weeks off um, from the Championship. Swansea obviously didn't make the playoffs, so yeah, I, I, I think he's going to be in there. And if he's if he's not, it's it's probably an injury issue again. Super. Yeah, just just to come in there, I can't see anyone from the other twenty ones coming up. We've got two games, so he's not going to. He's not going to change that squad after the back of a really good result as well. The, so. the possibly like possibly in the middle of those fixtures, you might have someone coming in. The, Bagan is the only one that stands out simply because we've we've no depth there left back, do we? Mm. Um, you know, but but apart from that, there's there's no one really. Connor Coventry is the standout player. Like he's a, he's an incredible player. Like okay, he's an yeah. incredible player. But apart from that, there's no one there that that I think is is ready for the, okay. the senior team. Let's let's move it on there, lads. Uh, thank you for that, Declan Finnegan. Listening as always, legend that is Declan Finnegan. It's great actually oh. catching up with you, Declan, on uh, Friday. We'll talk about that a bit later on. Uh, Nathan Collins is contracted at Burnley until drum roll twenty twenty five. Declan, knows. he just knows, doesn't he? Just knows these things. Paul Cullerton again. Uh, would you guys like to see Queeveen Callagher go out on loan next season and play forty plus senior games over the course of four seasons? Well, I'm the Liverpool fan here, lads. So I'll. <laughs> <laughs> answer this one um that's a tough one actually isn't it because you think well he's around hopefully a cup treble winning team and probably go on to hopefully win the league next year um or does you know it's great being around that but does does he go out and get games i think personally it's time for him now he needs to go out and get games lads really doesn't he, he needs to be getting minutes on his belt can i come in there for a second there, there, there was well, a link. not champion but okay <laughs> There was a link. There was a link there with Fine or wasn't they? Wasn't there? And yeah. they're in the conference final, the UEFA conference final. So he, he now I don't know how concrete those rumors were, but he he could have potentially been in a European Cup final. What about you, Martin? I'll, I'll let you in on this, even though you're a Man United fan. Um, I I think his situation is a little bit different to Bazunu. I think um I I'd prefer to see him stay at Liverpool. I think he'll get lots of games. They play a lot of games, as you know. They're so successful, aren't they? Uh, they are such they? a great yeah. side. Yeah. Um, yeah. so he'll get played in lots of them games. Um, and he'll get a lot of football, I think, with them, which you know, and he's he's around that elite squad as well. So I think it where the pressure will come on him, perhaps in the move, it will be in January, whether he has had enough football then he might be able to go for a loan move then. But I think Klopp Klopp really likes him, trusts him, play, start played him in the cup final. Um, and 
you know, I think he sees him as an important part of the squad. As, and I don't think this year is the one for him yet. I think Klopp would be very reluctant to let him go out there. He'll be uh, nurtured he's there. Good people. Yeah, he will be. That's the difference. He's, yeah. he's great to have uh, on the bench. Uh, definitely. Uh, Daryl O'Connor. Yes, matching lanyards. Yes, matching lanyards. We have David. <laughs> yes, we do. See, don't encourage him. Don't encourage him, Daryl. Daryl, you, you, Daryl. Unlike David, you were in yours. You were in yours. But don't this encourage is, him. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't earn it. You know. <laughs> you see, when I was a kid, I, I, I was bullied because I didn't have a lanyard. And <laughs> then, you know, when I was growing up and I started doing Lance and Road, I was like, I'll show them all. <laughs> now I have my lanyard, so. Oh, now you're bullied because you have a lanyard. Yeah, I get bullied on my own page. <laughs> you deserve it, mate. I got called a clown last night. I didn't deserve that. That was by me. Clown. It probably was <laughs> you, actually. Um, and funny enough, the guy had the same surname as me. If you're watching, you know who you are. <laughs> um, Val McGuire. Any update on Adam Ida? Another couple of months. In, not a couple yeah, of months. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he was he really he was very unlucky with his timing of that, wasn't he? Um Paul Cullerton again also would like to say after discussion recently about the UEFA Nations League matches being live on free to air telly in Ireland that we are now that they are now RT all six matches. So oh yeah, so home and away all shown live, which is really good. You know, Channel Four have the rights to the England games. Just thought oh, yeah. put that out there. Just for Martin when you know, he's secretly skiving off watching England. <laughs> God, I'm fucking laying into everybody here, aren't I? Speaking of England, lads, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go a bit edgy. We're gonna talk a little bit about um domestic English football. You know, are we allowed um, to? Probably not. This is an Irish football podcast. What are you doing? Yeah, well, we've done the boys in green bit. Now we're <laughs> now we're on to now we can talk about what we want. We're gonna talk about pitch invasions and actually could this in fact um affect Irish football, because let's be honest, right? Now, this is going to go up the arse of many people sideways. Things that happen in England, football-wise, eventually happen in Ireland. True, yeah. isn't it? You know, well, any any football. trend, any social yeah. trend. And this is a trend. You follow. Yeah, this is a trend now. And I've got some comments on, on this one I'm going to read out anyway. And, of course, you guys watching this live, um, please feel free to comment. But we've got some comments. We put up a little... A bit about this earlier on, but let's have a look at what we're talking about here, the pitch invasion. So we've had we've had a few, I think it was one of Port Vale, whatever, wasn't quite as high profile, but we've had a few high profile ones. So uh, Nottingham Forest, Sheffield United, semi-final, second leg playoff, Billy Sharp assaulted. Everton versus Crystal Palace, Patrick Vieira targeted, Man City v Aston Villain. <laughs> <laughs> I actually put that up by mistake, <laughs> Freudian slip. <clears throat> uh Robin Olsen assaulted as the Aston Villa goalkeeper. Now, people, you know, let's be honest, this is a huge problem and it is only a matter of time before somebody is killed and people might say, oh, Dave, you're being a bit much about that. Well, just have a look at the attack on Billy Sharper. It's a three-second clip, lads. Blink and you'll miss it. Have a look at this. Boom. There you are. One more, one more go of that. Bosh. I don't think it's uh, too... Over dramatic to say that uh, he could have fucking killed him there, couldn't he? he cut him right inside of the head. He wasn't expecting him. Bang. You look you look at these one one punch hits and people getting, you know, seriously, seriously hurt or or, or killed. And you know, the fact he lands on the back of his head, like people yeah. will say, ah, get over, like worse things happen on the pitch. But like the, the reality is he he could have been seriously injured there. Seriously injured. 
Yeah, absolutely. No like, question. Could have been paralyzed, you know, could have been anything. Like you, you hear about people falling, hitting their head on, on the side of a uh path or whatever like it's easily done we're, we're delicate creatures and you know as i said you can get loads of collisions yeah. on a football pitch but if you land the wrong way um especially with the head it's it's very dangerous territory 100 let's have a look at another uh, look at another one. i can't speak tonight uh this is Vieira. so this is so obviously we saw the i can't really show the sky footage because they'll shut me down Rupert Murdoch will come after me whoever owns it uh, so we have the so the guy basically ran onto the pitch when Everton celebrated their uh, survival bless him little club that'd be you guys in a few years time <laughs> and basically this guy ran on the pitch goaded Vieira and essentially then Vieira kind of snapped and gave him a bit of a kick and whatever this is what he goaded Vieira with so here's the I'm not sure if anyone has seen this I, I hadn't seen this actually until quite recently so uh, there is some strong language by the way just just so you're warned. Fuck off, man, you puppets! Get it! Hey! Fuck off! <laughs> I love the way you see the camera go inside. He's getting a bit of a boot there. I mean, yeah, do you know what, Dave? He didn't kick him hard enough. He didn't kick him hard enough. He did, he, no, it's just, I mean, what's going on here? Like... Yeah. It's a trend, it, lads. Social media is a big thing. You see that, and people want to people want to put down their stories and put on Twitter and put on everything. They 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 want to brag the fact that they were part of that trend and part of this this stupid fad of running onto a pitch and invading it. And it's the same as like I, I know people probably rip me apart from this, but it was the same when all the kids were running onto pitches trying to get jerseys and mm. all that kind of stuff. And and yeah, it's nice and it's sweet when you see it, but it then becomes the norm. And this is the next level. This is the next level. And again, social media. Instagram stories, getting more followers, all that kind of thing. It's a massive impact on it because this didn't happen for years. Like it happens. It happened in the past, but it hadn't happened for years. And it's, and, it's, and it's reckless. Maybe we should do with a green machine flag or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Pay somebody to run the pit. No, it's very true though, isn't it, Martin? Like it's not yeah. just, it's not just a case of, oh, look, she goes on and gets Ronaldo's jersey and that's wonderful. Then it's the next level, isn't it? And then the next, and the next. Yeah, so the next. people just push the boundaries all the time, don't they? And and that's the thing. Look, Roy, you know, you'll probably have a go at me now for using Roy Keane's quote. Oh, you know, he said post, post language, post COVID nineteen, people are just scumbags now. They're trying to great in edges everywhere, and they're just like I said, pushing boundaries. You've got people going onto the pitch and stuff. Look, this isn't um, like if you think about the context of Irish sport, it's actually not a new thing. I think it's. Uh, you know, after the GAA games, for example, people go on the pitch, but they do it in an organised way. It's nice there. Whereas I think because these footballers are perceived as so high profile, um, it's a big thing of uh, let's get a selfie and stuff. Look, we can't, can't can't forget as well Tottenham's last game at White Hart Lane. They're all on the on the pitch and stuff. You know, having photos with the crossbar broken. Man City did it yesterday. They were snorting cocaine on the pitches at, at White Hart Lane after that night. So there's footage of that. So it's just pushing the boundaries and. I think in the exuberance of the celebrations or whatever they want to do, that's just happening. But again, I just think there's, you know, I, I can't see how there can be criticism of the clubs and stewards of not being able to police it because you can't stop that amount of people going on a pitch. And the only way, you know, they're saying is, oh, look, should we bring in bands and stuff? You know, you've got to be consistent if you're doing that. I mean, I, I'm brilliant to see the, the fellow who, just absolute scumbag who attacked Billy Sharp there, which you know it could have really caused him a lot of injuries. Yeah, said. could have paralyzed he, him. You know, he's been put in prison. I think twenty four weeks is all he got. But you know, it's it's 
it, it does become costly in a game if you if you don't police it and sort out right. It has cost us in the island games. You know, we've had stupid things happen. We had the lad come on with Kelleher and try and get a selfie. Absolute oh. clowns. Them lads should be given a good couple of digs as soon as they come back yeah. in the stand. Dar- Daryl O'Connor actually touches on that. He goes, in our own perspective, not only are the lads who ran on the pitch dose, but yeah, yeah. the possession effects are going to play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so annoying. Like, that. that's it. Oh, it, it, it's so frustrating. And I've worked in football security. Uh, Colin Finnerty saying uh, completely grievy era was right. I think so too as well. Um, I've worked in football security for a number of years in this country. And people look at that and go, oh, where's the security, whatever. You have a stadium of 40,000 people, 30 minimum, right? And, you know, and beyond. And you have 10% booked for that. So whatever the crowd is, 10% of that is booked as um, as security and stewarding and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. It, it it's a two-way street. Security alone can't do that. And, you look, you know, people looking at that there, imagine you had a stalker, you know, wants to, like, I don't know, stick a knife in Ronaldo or, or whatever. They, yeah. they could easily just do that because everyone needs to cooperate, you know. And at football matches, weapons are taking off people yeah. like, that are on the ground. You know, yeah. we used to get all the time. Like, we, yeah. we, we'd yeah. confiscate stuff. But as, yeah. as, remember that, as you both said, as you both said, lads, it's 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 the next level. It's pushing the boundaries. Yeah. yeah. So the next thing is to like you know is to bring a knife or is to do something, and you know it's it, but it's becoming a trend. That's the thing. It's like any trend, never mind football, but any trend, any social media. And I, I know I keep bringing it back to social media, but if you look at the pitch, every single person has their fucking phone out. So it's yeah, a yeah. social media trend. It, yeah. it it's a massive factor. So what is the next thing that's going to happen? You look at the crossbar getting broken there. Is that going to happen in every game now? That was um, uh, Remnant, no. wasn't it, of the Home I, I think, Championship between Scotland yeah, and England? I, I wouldn't be expecting this to happen in every game now. I mean, it is only when they win something, it seems to be, or, or a team loses, or, you know, it, it's the end of the season, isn't it? I think that's the yeah, but, I mean, a playoff semi final, like, do you know what I mean? Come on. Yeah, but then you, they, you haven't even won the football thing. Yet. I know that, but that, that's just if you're celebrating in front of your home, home ground stuff. Look, we had the situation as well with West Ham recently in Frankfurt, wasn't it, where the fans were allowed to go across and go with the fans. I mean, that, that's that's ridiculous. I, again, I, I also think, like you said there about the social media thing, James McLean, again, you know, friend of the pod, maybe not of Nick, but, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, I remember he did you see do you remember this a while ago when he was on a flight and this fella said, Oh yeah, I I, I told I put James McLean in his place and that kind of stuff. And like I sat next to him and I told him what we feel about him and stuff. And James McLean went, lovely conversation with you, kind of thing. What are you on about? Like, you know, it's all attention <laughs> after this crap. You know, he didn't put him in his place, didn't call him out. You'd be nuts to do so. So I, I just think it's it's it's, it's just yeah. absolute rubbish. Um that that it's a thing and you know, uh, it's it's a sad thing. I think you know, even the shirts thing is, is mad with the kids and stuff. Do you know, yeah, I, don't I like just that. think the, the it's fucking begging. Basically, it would mean the world. I think my son, if he was ever given a shirt by a player, but like you know, we went to a game yesterday, and he said, "Oh, I might make." A, I said, "No, you're not making a sign." Not at all. Like that's that's not about. Doesn't need to with you. No. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> some of them it. lads are lucky they left the shirt. With, I don't want that. Have fucking landed it back at United yesterday. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you know what I mean. Like I just think it's it, it. You know, you're basically begging, and then you see the parents are trying to sell them on on eBay and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's nothing special about it. 
here's an interesting take, and then I'll run through some of the comments that were that we took on Enzo because you know we we promised to read some of them out. Uh, Dal Connor, especially the shite running up to Ronaldo looking for jerseys at the Portugal home. I'd at least have some respect for the amount to Egan Robinson. It's Tim Pop behavior, as yeah. you said. Like, you know, took away, <laughs> yeah, took away, and it was oh, that was set it, up, but... though, wasn't it? Let's be honest, that was set up completely. The girl was known. Yeah. It was in the paper the next day. It was she was an academy kind of player with a local. Yeah, yeah. it did look it's a bit still bullshit. That was she got through and. Going to read out some of the comments here uh, that we took earlier on. Uh, Kevin Brown earlier on said, pitch invasions need to stop. The other night at Everton was a disgrace and at Man City's game yesterday. Like Roy Keane said, oh God, in an interview, it is only a matter of time before someone is going to get seriously hurt. I think it probably uh, won't get stopped as massive amount of money would be needed for security reasons, but the FA should find clubs heavily or deduct points of a team. Um, you know, it's funny. I actually get accused of being a Roy Keane fanboy on the page. Anyway. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 that happened last night. Um, Sh- Shanko Brady Lug, uh, can we really blame parents? Loads um, off nice. Um, can we? Can we really blame parents? Loads of nice, uh, nice, ni- loads of nice kids from black parents. If fans behaved, it wouldn't be an issue. Uh, Donald Creener, there's a far greater issue here than a recent spate of rich pitch invasion. Society is trying to come back together after two years of madness with COVID. And in brackets, he says, I don't care which side of that particular argument people are. Uh, it would be naive to think that lockdowns, missed social gatherings, time lost with loved ones, funeral missed, jobs lost. Oh, this is a big comment. I just, <laughs> I just, now you hit read more. It's like, come. Uh, I won't read it all, but uh, it's very. <laughs> Basically, it's very tense out there. People seem quicker to anger. Uh, <clears throat> people seem to have forgotten how to behave entirely. That's um, it. That's it. Here, exactly. here, yeah, here, here. I think that's right. In every um, in every aspect of life, lads, not just football. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Shane McLaughlin, they could stop it overnight if only they had the balls to do it. Points deduction for guilty clubs. City, lo- City lose the league. Everton relegated. Pitch of Asia is no longer a problem. Sean McLaughlin, you are a man after my own heart. Just want to say that that uh, won't Shane... happen too much money in football that won't happen it should be Great, threatened but they'll never be able to go through with it no. because what will happen was the club will blame the police it's not going to stop someone coming on a big fucking group yeah. and jumping over there they can't stop them at croke park well do you know the police actually turn around and beforehand um the clubs used to say to the police look we think this is a category so yeah a b and c a is everything's grand police in the control room B is um, police outside the ground. C is inside, outside, and mm. then it goes up. But the police actually tell the clubs now, this is what, this is how you're going to do it. Yeah. Where the, so they decide where the club actually, well, no, you know, and I've seen games that are A that should have been at least a B and this kind of thing. Anyway, um, I think the Shane Lucy, I think the money these players are getting, they could do with being chased off the field by supporters like the old days. <laughs> <laughs> Steve McConnell, well, I don't think so in the Irish games. Not enough fans go to the matches. Oh, Steven, how dare you? Uh, Luke Concannon, this sickness of English football fans I've watched now for 50 years in one form or another. British commentators will remark, I was just a minority, just a few. It is too many. Round up a few hundred of them. Dish out heavy fines along community service. Graeme Nolan. Uh, the pitch no longer seems uh, sacred. The players only area. We've seen it with youngsters being cheered for running onto the pitch to get a shirt. Lovely for them. But if I or any of my friends is similar, when we were younger, there have been trouble from my parents at least. Until we get the respect for the pitch and the shared social responsibilities back, fan thuggery and pitch and base. Because, yeah, I think that's very fair, you know. The pitch used to, you know, it'd be like Sacred. kryptonite, wasn't it? You know, you touched it, oh, God, it's like lava, you know. <laughs> now people are just going, ah, oh, I'll just run across it, like, just for the crack. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think he's absolutely right. Uh, Declan Finnegan has his own suggestions. I don't know if this is a suggestion, lads, or maybe he's thinking that this is probably where it's going. Razor wire fences. Jesus. I, I had that. <laughs> Electric fence. Yeah. Do you sniper know I think should... sniper nah. in the in the gantry. I I think the, the Premier League should have like somebody with an AK forty seven and when they you know run on just like fire a few shots in the air. I'm just saying, like you know, <laughs> when they when they first brought look, I'm old enough to remember when they first took down the fences and stuff, and when they first brought them in at Wembley Stadium, um they kind of had this weird kind of barrier system. So basically you were trying to climb over a kind of kind of wire kind of thing. It wasn't mesh. It wouldn't really, you get trapped in it, but it wouldn't really get hurt. You had to kind of clear like a, a meter at least, but you were evidently watched trying to do it. And like, no one really got in it over at Wembley for many years when they brought that in. And it wasn't you blocking your view and things like that. I think that is something perhaps, but you know, a lot of them do that. Don't they? They put the mesh at the front now mm. over the front row seats to stop people that way. Yeah. I mean, look, if either, we don't have the problem. We have, you're actually standing up for the last two minutes of the game because you've got stewards standing in front of you at a dead rubber game, nil-nil, and you, they're blocking your view. So well, they're so worried about it. That is standard. I mean, they, they used to be sitting at football matches as well when, when I yeah. was back in the security days. Where, yeah, or if a goal went in, uh, the guys would stand. Yeah. Basically, it does a bit of trouble. Uh, we'll have one more comment on it, and then we'll move on. Daryl O'Connor, anything to add? Colour, noise, and flags. I'm all four in our home games for atmosphere. But can we please ban those signs for jerseys? Too touristy for my like it. Yeah, I hate that. And it is and the half and half scarves as well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I just social media lads is absolutely just ruining everything. And on that note, uh, please subscribe to our Facebook page, <laughs> uh, <laughs> GM Podcast, and also don't forget Lanson Road, lansonroad.ie, and you can get this for free. Um, if you don't want one of those subscription service on the greenmachinepodcast.com, that will be the audio version, of course. Um, oh, I forgot to mention, lads, the Irish squad, by the way, whilst we're at it, will be announced on the 25th of May. That's two days' time we're going to find out. And we've got one comment before we move on to social media watch. <laughs> More social media. Um, Paul Cullerton, <laughs> just on Connor Coventry, possibly being called up to the senior squad. Josh Cullen is suspended for the First Nations League match. Ah, interesting. Good man, interesting. Paul, you see? He's doing, he's doing your job for you, Nick. I know, yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul's, Paul's a great Paul's actually contributed more to Green Machine than I have in the last month he to is be fair um, yeah no look Coventry's an excellent player and and he's kind of the, the like for like replacement isn't he Gavin Kilkenny hasn't really played much but he'd um, I think he'd do a similar job to Cullen absolutely I uh, totally agree there right lads let's move on to social media watch um <laughs> Do you know, I'm going to start with some nice news. I've got a tweet here from Liverpool Football Club um, about... Oh, no, okay. it's good. No, <laughs> hold on a second. Hold on a second now, Martin. None of this fucking and sighing nonsense, right? Show some respect. We'll try it again. <clears throat> so a tweet here from Liverpool FC Women introducing the Liverpool DSA Women's Player of the Year, Leanne Kiernan. Well done to you, Leanne. We're very, very, very proud of you. Um, fantastic achievements, really. Um, and also, you know, yeah, I mean, the women's game as well is really, it's really coming along. Fantastic stuff. Um, here is a, here's my favorite one, lads. Anyone here remember Warren Barton? Yeah. Nick, probably you don't, do you? I just, I remember him at Derby, but I know he played for Newcastle. Don't quite remember that now. 
he did. Wimbledon, so, Wimbledon as well, he played. So basically, we have another Man United fan here, not Warren Barton, uh, Wayne Barton. So basically, this guy, he writes for Manchester United, uh, decided to troll Steven Gerrard over again. Because uh, that's what my United fans do now, you see, because, you know, you can't win anything yourself. <laughs> so Wayne Barton, uh, congratulations, Steven Gerrard, who is now the unique distinction of bottling league titles for Liverpool as a player and a manager. And, of course, John O'Brien responds, uh, where are you part of the Newcastle team that bottled the league too, weren't you? Makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes, John O'Brien has mistaken Wayne Barton for Warren Barton. Um, it's a what- fine baronet. It, yeah. That is a cracking head of hair, actually. Um, yes, and it actually gets better because then some other guy goes to Wayne Barton. Um, I've got three caps for England, apparently. Wayne Barton, the guy who got got capped for England three times, <laughs> what a journeyman joke of a footballer. <laughs> that is amazing. That is so cool. Wayne Barton, I kind of know him. He's 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 uh, he, he is the kind of go-to um, author now of Man United books. Done a brilliant biography of George Best. Um I think he did as well too good to go down, which was the story of when Man United got relegated in the seventies and stuff. So you might enjoy that, Dave, when we were when we still were the most popular team in English football. Um, but anyway, oh, I digress. But no, Wayne Wayne's a good lad. He's, he's obviously winds people up quite a bit as well. But yeah, really respected author and some fantastic um, coverage of his books and stuff. So how you mix him up, I don't know because. Um, but yeah, that is the best little faux pas I think I've seen for a long time. What What was the name of his book? Sorry. Wayne Barton, he's done too good to go down, no? Yeah, might be a sequel coming soon. Yeah, oh, here we go. No, he's done a George, he's done a George Best one, Beckham one, Rooney one. He's done a, he's, he does some fantastic books on, on Man United, but very, very well done. Really amazing. You know, like George Best, for example, I'm going to digress a little bit now, but everyone knows <laughs> George Best stories. George Best has had about 20 autobiographies himself or biographies. But actually, when I read that one... Um, it, you know, you learn more about George Best actually from it's his birthday. From birthday today, isn't it? Uh, yesterday, Best he would have been. Oh, yesterday, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fa- fabulous player. To be fair, uh, yeah. he was a handsome bastard in his day. I'm, I'm, I must, I'll give him that. Uh, moving on, uh, Peter Reid actually shared on his mm-hmm. Twitter. Uh, he bumped into Kevin Moran, um, and obviously commenting, "He's only whipped me up again." Now, for those who remember, 1985 FA Cup final uh basically peter reed was apparently through on goal everton man united reed for everton kevin moran for united and he took him out as the last man now to be fair it, it probably wasn't maybe a red card because there was no. no way peter reed was going to make that uh but that meant that kevin moran became the first ever player to be sent off in an fa cup wembley fa cup final yeah. uh, but they met there again i tell you what for it's a man that drank as much as Kevin Moran, he looks phenomenally well, doesn't he? For 66 as well. Jeez, Reed looks all right as well, though, doesn't he? You know, yeah, yeah he does, stuff. yeah. yeah. Can I just say, two two lads who were linked with the Ireland job um, at some time in yes, their career. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he, was, yeah. he did a bloody good job at uh, City and uh, and um, Sunderland as well. Um, I'll tell you what, since we're still in the... Um, actually, somebody that we want to... Uh, want to push here as well is Irish football retweet if you're on Twitter he's very good there he is there again at Irish football tweet and uh, he does the business we've also got um, we've, we, we have another podcast as well don't we um, Irish football blogs Nick you want to tell us about this yeah Irish football blog or blog Irish um, um, on Twitter I mean really really good 
uh, Twitter page there. They've after started doing a, a, a podcast there, uh, Pellcast. They they did a pilot there last week, um, and they they released an episode there the other day, kind of around an All Ireland League. Excellent, uh, excellent knowledge, like you know, phenomenal knowledge. Um, nearly as good as you, Dave, and uh, and you, Martin. But um, you know, excellent. And I think I think that I, I look, we we like to we we're we're not uh, self righteous, and we're not we don't say that we're the only podcast out there. But like, they're they're a podcast that will hopefully grow and will be a a good mainstay for a lot of Irish fans. You mean there are others? Once 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 you're listening to us as well. <laughs> yeah. You mean there are other podcasts out there? Other no, Irish no, no, footballing no, entities? No, it's only no, us. It's only us, Dave. No, it's only one. There's only one official voice, isn't there? Apparently, um, <laughs> but no, um, which no. isn't us, by the way. We share the love. We share the love. It's all promoting the beautiful game in Ireland. So that's we really do. And speaking of sharing the love and a beautiful game, uh, we did have the Risk Quiz Night, um, the Risk London Quiz Night, actually up in Hendon at the Clattering. Uh, Martin, you are quiz master. Um, I fortunately, my team finished fourth, so. Guaranteed Champions League football next year, at least. Um, should have called me Team Arsenal, really. But um, now, what did you call your team? To tell, tell the viewers and listeners, what did you call your team? Callum and Dara Fan Club. Yeah, just to take the <laughs> piss out of me. Yeah, thanks. How, yeah, how, well, how, how's he doing? Yeah. Has he found another club yet? Or? Not yet, no. I'm, I'm waiting to hear. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, apparently speculation that Birmingham, I think, is now an Ipswich town, I think, might be interested as well today. Jeez. But yeah, that, that there's something to be an announcement there. Um, no, really good night, obviously, for the West London uh, quiz in in uh, in aid of Irish Motor and Disease Association. We raised over two thousand pounds, so that was fantastic on the night. Um, there's our winners there, Peter McGarry. There is and that um, fantastic Ian Carson on the left who put forward the um, charity himself. Ian actually suffers with motor neuron disease, so brilliant to see him there. Um, really well supported by our members and other friends as well who attended. We had a signed Ireland shirt that was won in the raffle as well. Brilliantly hosted at the Cladder Ring. Um, you know, I know that night we did have a clash late, late show. Thought they could try and steal our fund by bringing in the big guns. Uh, President oh. Michael D and everyone on there, Niall Quinn. Bazuna and stuff, but like we had our own little celebration we um, did. and a charity night. Well, and very, very good. And I must say, David, you've done really well with that. Um, you know, look, the team you were in also had Pat Keenan. I give him a shout out, a good friend of mine, and on my son Keen. And I know that Keen got some, one of the questions right. He actually that you actually struggled with, I think. Well, to be fair, there wasn't many I struggled with. <clears throat> Just saying. Uh, yeah, there was one that was actually I was. It was who got scored the first penalty in the shootout in Genoa. Ninety. Yeah, I was going to say Andy Townsend. He got it right. He said Kevin Sheedy, and he said a couple, but called about Kilkenny as well. I mean, you got to understand, Mark. Mark when, when you're from Dublin, I mean, you don't really care about the rest. Just, <laughs> just it's true, though. Yeah, you were a little bit lost on. You were lost on the hurling questions, to be fair. But then they well, I'm not a gar man. That's fine. You know, uh, I, I want none of this nonsense, this GA shite that we, we get every now and again. You yeah. want that? Go to off the ball or, or one of those other ones <laughs> with, with, with a monopoly on it. Um, there was also a fantastic prize. This is this should have been first prize, actually, wasn't it? Um, this was a good prize, yeah. The sauce that's Guinness, Guinness sauce, sauce. cattle chewy. Club secretary, is he? Or club, is he, um... club, uh, club membership secretary. Yeah, Cole yep. put that forward, and that was a bit of fun. Who won yeah. that? And to be honest, the buffet came out as well, and like people dipping sausages and everything into it. But yeah, it was all right. It was a quiet taste, I think. But um, yeah, great night. Yeah. Like raised over two grand. 
which is fantastic and a big thank you to our sponsors and stuff but like it'll make a big difference to everybody and thank you david again for your support and the green machine podcast of course because you know put forward some prizes as well with the lovely uh the printed picture of Lansdowne Road that you put forward. Yeah. So um it, it was building on that World of Motion book though, was it? Jeez, the World of Motion book is a fantastic book. But we have it? loads and loads of copies of it. He, he was pushing <laughs> it. Like he was out. just like, don't forget, no, we got, got, got one here. here. I've still got <laughs> one here. They're all around my house. Yeah. It's a <laughs> it's I haven't read fantastic. it. I, I must read it. I, it I, is I, a good book. Although I'm gonna make a point about this. This is the World Cup, the inside story of the tournament that changed football. And I recently saw the 1994 World Cup has been um, made into a book, and that is also classed as the tournament that changed world football. So what would it be, 1990 or 94? I think Ooh. 94 was the one. I, I, I Actually, 1990 did change it in terms of they went, oh, dear, we really need to change this passback rule. I think it was yeah. Ireland, actually, wasn't it? And that sort of that started to change. I think '94 was the one that sort because the Americans, you know, they don't do anything half arsed yeah. today. Like they, everything's spectacular. And then that was the first one they looked at and went, "You know what? We need to make this big, like really, really big." So in a way, they're both right. Yeah, just putting it out there. Nick wasn't born for any of them anyway, so no, um, no. no point in asking his opinion. Speaking of later. It's a fantastic book. Just going to come into it quickly about one thing about it. I haven't read it myself, all of it, but the Costa Rica story is incredible because Costa Rica, if you remember, they beat Scotland, which we're going to do on the 11th. Um, you know, oh, but being their team, uh, nice link that. there. Um, <laughs> but Costa Rica, because they beat Scotland in the World Cup, they actually have a national holiday, wow. which I thought was quite impressive. That's amazing. Don't we have one as well on the 12th of June? Unofficial one. <laughs> that we, that we do. Um, so speaking of unofficial holidays i don't know actually where, where i'm going with that segue anyway late late show lads we i was at the risk london thing nick did you watch the late late show uh, they had I, the... I, I didn't even bother I you didn't, didn't want to listen to ryan turley talk about soccer ball no absolutely Why? not no i i said this kevin higgins on on twitter and um, was you know kind of having a go at it and i i kind of agree with him there and i mean it's this look it's this this all tick the box exercise, isn't it? Tick the box exercise to the FAI. Tick the box exercise for for Tuberty and RTE. I mean, the late late show is a lot of shite. I can't believe we're paying our license fee towards it. And no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna listen to someone who has no interest in sport uh, celebrate the the centenary. Fuck that. No. Yeah, I, I nonsense. And and even just to, I don't know if that was the actual date of the centenary, but the fact that you know. Our our national team captain had a had a game the next day. It just shows how fucking clueless the lot are. Fuck them. No, absolutely yeah, didn't watch it. it no, it did did look um absolutely. like like anything or to or the late late show do. It's cringe worthy. It's mm. it's it's tokenism. It's bullshit. No, fuck that. It wasn't yeah. wasn't arse. Wasn't arse. And look, some great personalities um attended it. I mean, you, we we saw you know Paul McGrath there. We saw Olivia O'Toole there. Some some you know really. Um, amazing um, figures in Irish football. Packy Bonner there. I'm only naming a few. And there's some of the current lads, you know, Gavin Bissoon and Daryl Shea. But no, no, not the not the right platform. Uh, not the right platform. I would have preferred, um, you know, Channel, even Channel 4 got uh, Ardlo Hanlon or something to, to to host it and to have something with a bit of crack like, no, Orti is a lot of bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, tell yeah. me really think Great show. Yeah, and look, it could have been it could have been an incredible show, but no, I'm not I'm not gonna not gonna up their figures or whatever. Fuck that. Fair enough. Um, 
what was I going to say? Yeah, I, t- I, I totally agree there. It, it, it probably sounded like an hour. It just sounded like my worst nightmare. And Tick the I'm box not, exercise. Yeah, I, I'm not... Um, I'm not a fan of the president either, Shock Horror. And, you know, all of a sudden he's this great football figure or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, not for me. I'm sorry. Just just all this nonsense, really. Uh, Mark Ty wasn't given an invite, which is, which goes to show you really how much of a PR exercise. You have a clue. Show. None of this them have is. a clue. No, they didn't invite. Look, look I'm not saying we're slandered at all, but like, no. Crisk and stuff like that. They didn't. They didn't invite like supporters groups and stuff to kind of hear some of their stories as well. They've been part of the journey as much as anyone else. It's it. it you're, it's the very lowest common denominator kind of broadcasting. That is, it, it's the base of knowledge of football. Basically, he has no interest in it. Tabardi. He's no interest in sport. He's awful when it comes to that. He doesn't even bother doing the research. I find him very very lazy. So you're not learning anything new with him, and you're just going to hear about oh, and Big Jack said to me by Paul McGrath because, and that's not a criticism of Big Paul. But that's just, he's going to be asked the most stupid kind of questions that you, you're learning cereal? nothing new. You're learning nothing new with it, you know. And, and you know, Kenny was on it recently, wasn't he, as well, before with him. And, you know, again, the PR thing, no problem with the PR stuff, because but that's what it was. And I know that was what it was. So I'm yeah. not going to bother watching it. Pure, I can learn pure PR spin. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, I t- totally agree with that. Um, yeah, lads, I think we are coming up to... The end of it. I think we're coming up to our this week back in the day. Just gonna have a little look at the comments here. Um, Declan Finnegan, watch that NRT player today. Jesus, totally is cringeworthy. Absolutely, Kieran Boyle. Haven't got around to watching the football special, but at some stage, but you'll you'll know it'll be crap. I think it's uh... there, there's more. I'd say there's more Adidas jerseys on that one though, Kieran, than than Umbro. So you might be safe. You might be safe. Yeah. You, you, anyway, lads, speaking of Adidas jerseys, actually, let's move on to this week, back in the day. And actually, we've got a little uh, curveball that I've just seen in the comments, a question's been asked. So what we normally go after this week, back in the day, but we're not. We've got a little extra DVD extra coming up, so uh, get excited. So on this very day, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, and anyone in between watching, um, did you know that we beat? Uh, that's an old line from Mash, by the way. Before like I get absolutely lynched. Um, this week, back in the day, that we actually beat, and I can't find. I have the video here somewhere, but we actually beat Brazil one nil in 1987. And did you know I can't find the video clip? <laughs> Isn't that great? Here we go. Uh, yeah, I'm going to roll the clip here once it uh, uploads. This is very professional, isn't it? You, you wouldn't get this on Irish football on TV or anywhere else. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> you really wouldn't, you know, just uh, a professional look. Um, anyway, let's roll the clip. Oh, Richard Burke. And now Brady again. Yes! That's a lovely goal. Now, I put that up there and said that, um, you know, people say that this is one of the greatest victories of Irish football. Not really, when when you look at it in in the context of it. I said that the Irish team was far stronger than the Brazilian team. That Brazilian team had got to uh, the quarterfinals of the World Cup uh, the previous summer in Mexico, and I got... Lashed out of it. I was called a clown for saying that because that Brazil team was at Mexico. And we, 
and we and we went oh, fuck off and uh, we weren't <laughs> and I'm like well, Costa Rica Iraq um, Algeria all played Canada played at Mexico 86 so does that mean that they were better in Ireland anyway but uh, it, you know that was a very strong Ireland team it was one, one of the best probably the best that period had the best starting 11 Ireland ever had um, so yeah I don't even want to I don't even want input from you lads on that it's no conversation <laughs> uh, Darryl O'Connor lovely goal and lovely jersey I do love that jersey it is an absolute humdinger but here is the court ball lads Kieran Boyle, right? He asked the question. Lads, look forward to the show every week. Quick question. Which goal uh, do you think was the best goal scored by an away team at Lansdowne? For me, it's Ortega's in April 98. Hashtag away to Jesus with Umbro. God bless you, Kieran Boyle. <laughs> I have one to hand, which I think is an absolute belter and probably not very well seen. Martin, I'm going to start. I'm going to go clockwise. What's your favorite away goal against Ireland? Jesus. Best. You're throwing this one in. Um, Great question, by the way. It's a tough Drew. one. It's a really good question. Um, I, I'm i not sure. I can't, I can't even remember. Oh, Nick, do you remember we played? Up? Yeah, right. we played Andorra in 2010. It was one of the first games in, in the new Lansdowne Road, and, and Andorra scored kind of a cancellation goal. Um, oh, Jesus, just be- yeah. beautiful, beautiful technique. The, the Ortega one was was class, though. There's not not a lot that are coming to mind. Um, to be brutally honest, like I'm sure there's I'm sure there's lows there. If, if we've more time to research it, but that that one that that Andorra goal in 2010 was was probably the best one. And, and the, the the most important thing is we actually won the game, so it didn't matter in the end. Yeah, that is an absolute screamer. I do have it there, but I don't. I'd, I'd have to show the highlights at home match. I don't really want to do that. That was actually the first. That was Ireland's first. Um, well, competitive, competitive goal to concede, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a competitive match. Ma- Martin, are you? Are no, you I'm gonna. Good? No, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I think it's a question worth coming back to, to be honest. Um, oh, for next geez. week, I'm gonna do a bit of research on that. I, I, in my mind, I can't remember how good it was, but the France goal when they beat us one nil under Kerr. What was that like? Or, that was or, a or am I? No, yeah, no, that was a screamer's top. I, yeah, that was the yeah. one that beat Shea. Um, and then he had the free kick save in that game as well. Um, but I yeah, that, that was also amazing. Uh, I actually, funny story, I worked in Paddy Powers uh, for that game. And I was in the East Stand. I was actually telling the story to uh, Declan, in fact. Of Declan the other night, yeah. Yeah. And um, I, uh, <laughs> I actually, my manager had a migraine and I had to take her out around around the pitch, right, at the back of the south stand, in front of the south stand, around the old pitch. And I remember just, like, she had a play, she had a thing over her head, like her jacket, she couldn't see. And I was kind of just guiding her. I was looking, I was like, just saw, like, Keane, Vieira, like, all these great players. Like, wow, you know. Anyway, got her out of the old west stand. And do you remember, there used to be, like, a, a little cabin, like a little mini port cabin, mm-hmm. um, where the security guys sit. You know, you'd have, like, you'd have the the thing going up and down the barrier and I remember I put her into it fly the cab down put just threw her into it because I heard a, a roar from inside so like, shit just mean to go so just like yeah off you go <laughs> just in you go love <laughs> bang see you later run into the little cabin and I just see the French players um celebrating and I was fucking disgusted and yeah <laughs> that, that was my memory uh from that game one I'm gonna go with here I'm gonna share this with you and I actually this is a screamer of a goal this is for Finland against Ireland from 1990. Have a look at this. When jockey for positions with England and Holland. 
Partalainen is calling for it and he will get it there but McCarthy up above him came to the substitute a screamer of a goal oh. pick that out son great goal I, th I think that one is an absolute absolute whirly I think the Andorra one though Nick I think that's an excellent suggestion uh, Martin we'll give you a whole week you got one week <laughs> and then we'll put it on here how dare you sorry about that Kieran um, one last comment lads and then we're going to go Daryl O'Connor would just be open to a black jersey every couple of years for an on away short or just stick to white I'm a traditionalist with jerseys but the tricolor looks class on a black background I think a black jersey every now and again would be quite nice yeah, I've I've the I've the one from two thousand and eight, I think. The one we played uh, Wales. Played Wales, yeah, the one yeah. up there, two 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 game, yeah. And there's a lovely one that keeps popping up um, on eBay now and again. The the one from I think nineteen ninety seven, just the kind of black and black orange and and green was yeah. lovely. Uh, nice. I'm will admit, I think that is lovely. And you've been lovely too, lads. We're going to leave it there. We've gone a bit over time, uh, but I've really enjoyed this one. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you uh, for listening at home. If this is the audio podcast, thank you for tuning in and listening to us. Uh, just do a little bit of housekeeping at the end. Please don't forget, pardon me, to subscribe to the Facebook page. That is facebook.com forward slash the GM podcast. Also, lansonroad.ie. We have a huge month coming up uh, for the World Cups and European Championships, by the way loads of new footage and i can't wait to share that um you can also listen to this podcast completely free if you don't want to go to spotify google wherever um napster <laughs> wherever we have it uh, you don't remember napster nick it's okay don't worry about it <laughs> uh you can go to greenmachinepodcast.com and you can get all of this stuff ad free because we don't have any sponsors <laughs> but, just like the fbi yeah, yeah, just like the FEI. When the FEI get a sponsor, we'll get one too. So, mate, in about four or five years. Um, as I, well, we do have a bit of a sponsor. Do not use goatgate.com. They are thieving <laughs> bastards. You know the score. And, guys, thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Thank you. To it. We'll be back next week. Uh, we will have something. The squad is announced on the 25th of May. We are going to have something for you there. We're going to have a chat about it and try and get your comments in on that. Guys, everyone at home, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you again next week at the same time, hopefully um, at the normal time and not late. Sorry about that. That was Martin uh, keeping us delayed there as always. Good night. God bless. All right.